Hello, and welcome to the Bus Podcast. Joining me today is Luca. Hello. And Holly. Hey. And we're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch podcast where Luca and Holly guide me, who's never seen the show before, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love. Uh, today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 12, which is Seeds. Again, we're doing it again, yes. Uh, don't worry about it. You don't need to concern yourself too much with that, but this is the second in this series on this episode. So, yeah. uh, And also, goals... I may or may not be a little bit tipsy, so... <laughs> uh, a lot it's of celebrating. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to date this episode too much, but there's been a lot of celebrating today. Um, yeah. Whoever, however we feel about that. Um, May and Coulson uncover shocking information about Sky and the team encounters and the team encountering. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna do that whole thing again. <laughs> I think I did this exact same thing in the last episode when I, when I was looking through it too, as I stumbled over the sentence. Probably. Okay. May and Coulson uncover shocking information about Sky and the team encounters a crisis at the Shield Academy. Um, so yeah, any thoughts about this episode as a whole you'd like to add to the mix? It's a bit of a weird one. I, I, I can't remember exactly what I've talked about, and I, I, like, a fool forgot to rewatch this episode, but, um, but it, it, it is, like, a weird one in terms of kind of the, the arc of the show. It's another kind of pit stop, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important that we get a little bit more backstory on uh, Fitzsimmons because, like, we we know the basics, but seeing them like sort of in their original forms, as it were, <laughs> is interesting. I really like um, getting to see like Shield Academy because we have seen some Shield like agents, and like we've obviously seen Hub and everything. But I like being able to see just like the Fitzsimmons of Shields, mm. like where they are. Yeah, I think we mentioned this in the last time, but like it gives off a very weirdly high school vibe, like high school yeah. drama. Yeah, it, it it gives off a weird high school vibe. I also think it's probably like, the least convincing aspect of Shield that we've seen, like in terms of like giving us this idea of like like what shield feels like as like a whole organization like the academy feels like the convincing is probably not the right word but it doesn't feel like it sits quite right in that image like yeah. whereas i talked we... i think it just feels way too like drama high school mid-2000s like teenage um yeah <laughs> which I will is say not it's... at all what the vibe it... should be yeah it feels a little grounded because I mean, like, in real life, you have colleges that are just, like, you go to this college, you get a degree, and then you go to the military, and you work there for whatever amount of years, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, um, but it's definitely painted very weirdly immaturely, like, yeah, yeah like high school rather than college. It also feels like, I, I know this sounds kind of ironic given what we're watching, but it feels, like, very television-y. <laughs> Like, in terms of, like, all of the students, like, all of the students are, like, very pretty and, like, uh, very, like, it's it's very, like, clicky and, like, the popular kids sort of vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, if this feels like all of the, the kind of, like, students could be, like, the cast of Degrassi or whatever. 
Yeah, basically. Uh, Agents of Degrassi coming to Agents TV near you. Oh my god. What a time. I yeah, don't know what the acronym to... Degrassi stands for, but probably something. Like drugs. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> A drug enforcement. Energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as oh. someone who went to a, like, a really big public state college, this is like so far removed from <laughs> any experience I had with college. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Whatever. So yeah, uh, let's dig right into the episode then. Uh, we get the cold open, which is we see a bunch of students from S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, and uh, there's like a loner kid sitting in the bleachers working on his computer as like three other students come in going for a, sw- going for a swim. Um, and the swimming students try to convince another one of the students that came with them to jump in, but suddenly the water begins to freeze over. And they have to hurry out. And one of the kids' legs gets caught in the ice. And the quote-unquote nerd uh, frees him from the pool. The nerd. And we see the shield logo on the towel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> this whole, like... I mean, knowing what we know about, like... Donnie at the end of this episode, it's like hella suspicious that this kid was just like casually sitting in this empty ass pool. Yeah. On a laptop in the pool room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seems unlikely. (laughs) Yeah. Like they play it off like he's just like he's doing like the loner nerd kid. It's just like, oh, like this is the place that I go to get away from it all or whatever. Yeah. It's just like he's in like it's a swimming pool. (laughs) Like, why are you at the swimming pool? Also, why is the swimming pool unlocked? I mean, I guess like. I mean, I guess this kid could probably pick the lock. Yeah, but mark, also, but... like, I don't know. It's very, like, you're not allowed. Like, we said it was high school. It really is just high school. Like, we shouldn't be in the swimming pool because Miss Johnson told us that it wasn't allowed. Miss <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little silly. But, I mean, that is the vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, we get that's the cold open, and meanwhile, the team is talking about the incident at Shield Academy back on the bus, and Fitzsimmons' work was apparently applied in the creation of the device that froze over the pool. There, um, while the rest of the team are on course to location, uh, May informs them that she and Coulson would not be attending because they have other matters to attend to, and the team begins to worry about. Colson, as we know from the last episode, he did not. Uh, <laughs> well, he didn't have a great yeah. day. He didn't have a, a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, because yeah, just around because these episodes are kind of being released out of order. Last episode was eleven, which is the one where he goes in the memory machine, which is just mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big not a great time. I love again, just like the rivalry between. Apparently, psyops and uh, or well, not, I guess it's psytech. There's a psyops and a psytech. I get confused on which one is which. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, the um, operations. Operations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I just it is kind of funny to see like Fitzsimmons like kind of stick it to Ward because like they finally get to because this is their turf. And they're the cool kids. So they get to speak up for the school. 
but they also do. like I love that Sky is just like, oh, I see what's going on here. It's just like a high school rivals thing. Yeah, pretty much. Which it um, definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> I also love speaking of that. Like, I love how they just diss on Com, like the Com school, and I'm like, bitch. Communications make the world go round. As someone who works yeah. in communications, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Coulson's a communications guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm just saying, without comm school, we couldn't make podcasts, so... Exactly, we couldn't make podcasts. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, think, I guess Coulson is calm, because he's definitely not SciTech, and he's definitely not you don't, uh, the other one. I'm, I mean, he strikes me as sort of a hand fit. Like, hand is operations, right? Uh, I think there's only three uh i don't know maybe i don't know mm. I, I don't even know if we get a clear answer on that fair <laughs> yeah he was recruited right away to shield where he studied at the shield academy of communications okay so he's oh okay so yeah so they're just on on while he's recovering damn yeah, God. <laughs> sensitive pricks right. <laughs> um yeah meanwhile back on campus uh, when the team arrives, Ward asks to talk to the victim, who's named Seth, after class. Uh, and Sky finds out that apparently Fitzsimmons are the popular kids at nerd school. So, yay! Yeah, I guess if you're the nerdiest nerd, you're probably it's, it's the food chain going on there. Um, yep. Uh, Ward takes Sky while they're waiting to talk with Seth. Um, to see the memorial for fallen shield agents, and Sky begins to doubt that her method of becoming an agent was valid. Yeah, fun fact: you can actually buy the Wall of Valor <laughs> from the yeah. Agents of Shield uh, post-production auction, which is an interesting <laughs> thing that I learned. Yeah, like, you can just buy the whole ass thing. The it's a full wall. wall. It's like an actual wall. Yes. Yeah. How it's much? The, wait, it's okay. that thing in the show that you see. You can buy that whole thing. There okay, you. how much? Pause. Pause the podcast. How much is the wall? How much it's does like, it cost? To... The starting bid was, I think, like two k. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Then it went up from there. It's crazy. Didn't yeah. say Bucky Barnes on it though. Probably. I mean, it's that yeah. wall. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I I always whenever I see this. I, like, know that S.H.I.E.L.D., like, is supposed to be a secret organization, and they kind of just, like, flub that all the time, and they're just like, whatever, we're just gonna not be secret at all. But it is yes. kind of silly to have this whole wall of people's names on it when you're a secret organization. I know they're dead, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't, like, public-facing either, you know? It um, definitely is not. I mean, I don't think they just let anybody walk in. To their secret academy school and like poke <laughs> around but you know yeah it isn't a step towards subtlety for sure i mean they also love to brand everything in their like they've got branded water bottles logo, like water bottles and yeah. giant trucks and jeeps and planes mm-hmm. so who knows <laughs> yeah um meanwhile or actually i wanted to i i really like I really like this scene with Sky. It's very emotional. Mm. 
It is an option. Um, just to have her be like, look at all these people that gave things, you know, and what did I do? I just hacked my way into S.H.I.E.L.D. is, I don't know, I like that approach. Yeah, it's a nice touching scene with Sky. I mean, I think she's, she's always kind of, I think, longed to be a part of something bigger than herself. Like, so seeing all these people who would, like, give their life for something probably is pretty moving. Mm-hmm. Um... Meanwhile, Coulson is reading a report on the bus about his operation and having a rough one. Uh, May convinces him to stop reading it for for a bit as they're headed to Mexico City to learn more about the partner of the agent who dropped off Sky at the orphanage. Uh, he went into hiding, but he was recently spotted nearby. Uh, so they head out to do that. Um, Coulson doom-scrolling about his own death is really something. <laughs> Do scrolling about death. <laughs> oh no! Oh, God, that is—that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, back at uh the academy, Fitzsimmons are giving the talk uh about potentiality as Ward interviews Seth. Ward, Seth tells Ward that the only person he doesn't really know from that group is. Uh, the nerd Donnie, who's like, he's like, oh, nobody would attack me except I don't really know that guy, which isn't I suspicious love... at all. Uh, yeah, a it's suspicious as fuck, but b it's even more suspicious because, I mean, like it's not like a secret. Like that one chick like knows, so like presumably everyone knows, including fucking Agent Weaver. Because I don't care who you are. Like, if you're a teacher and you see these kids, like, day in and day out, you are going to know who they're friends with. And she definitely knows yeah. that Donnie and Seth are friends. <laughs> yeah, or she's just a really bad teacher. Yeah, and I don't think she is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, is that Yeah, that's you? fair. I don't know. I yeah, mean, and you think at some point somebody would have been like, why are you investigating their friends? Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it seems a little silly. And then, like, yeah, it's just a little something. But I do love how the 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 potentiality talk is like everyone just seems to like Loki hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Except for Donnie. Except well, for Donnie, get... who is enraptured. Yeah. Um. Like, but anyways, that kid is a stan right there. Yeah, he's a Fitzsimmons stan. We talk about being Fitzsimmons stans. <laughs> this kid. This kid uh, has he's the got real it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Seth tells Ward that uh, Donnie apparently has a hard time communicating with people, uh, which it's the nerd thing, right? Well, he um, has a hard time communicating with anyone with an IQ like below one seventy. I think is something that he yeah, said. it's like <sighs> which yeah. is dumb as fuck. <laughs> it's the Sherlock yeah, I... effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just. I don't like IQ as a thing that yeah, people it's use. It, it's just it feels. I mean, I get that this is 2013 or whatever, but it feels so played out. It was dated like, in 2013. Yeah, it was dated in 2013, but it's the way they went. <laughs> I mean, I guess storytelling is handy to just be like, "Wow, high IQ must mean very smart" or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much like. 
that's pretty much like a shorthand that I think everyone sort of knows about, even if they think it's bullshit to like be like, this guy is just really smart and Mm -hmm. we don't really want to waste the screen time with (laughs) telling you more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Fitzsimmons' lecture on potentiality is interrupted by another freezing device, and this one almost freezes Donnie solid in a giant ice block. Um, but fortunately, thanks to some Fitzsimmons ingenuity, they're able to free him in time. Yeah. And can we also talk about like the fucking potentialities feature or whatever? Because it's like... I think I mentioned this before because it's it feels so like it it feels exactly like a shield thing to do like the idea of like a bad seed or whatever because like the way that they talk about bad seeds throughout this episode and especially i think here's like where it's like, kind of clearest because it is like a delivered like lecture or whatever where it's just like the idea of like the bad seed being it's just like oh Every once in a while, you'll just have a person show up in the class who's just bad, and you have to watch out for those people. And like, and it's very much like a, um, if you see something, say something sort of thing. Versus yeah. like, it's just like, hey, like, like, because what ha- what actually happens in this episode is the kids are like, there's a bad influence that comes, and mm. and like fucks with them, and if they don't prepared that they just basically turn everyone into snitches versus like telling them to watch it like hey there are people who are gonna come out and fuck with you y'all and you need to be careful about that yeah so they place the blame on the students almost like some of you guys are bad rather than yeah exactly yeah like i truly don't think donnie or seth is bad in this episode because they're just kids who got suckered into a billionaire's plan to like use their minds i think seth is bad i'm gonna go out on a limb and say seth is bad in my opinion yeah um, so seth is a little bit bad he was kind of gaslighting donnie a little bit okay to... he's definitely gaslighting donnie but yeah i i mean i think that his... but in terms of like him being a bad seed quote unquote like he's not like evil he's no. just a shithead like yeah. he's, just a, he's just a bully but like it's yeah i i really like every time I hear like Fitzsimmons give this speech, it always gives me like bad vibes because it because it really is just blaming the students and like um for kind of like going bad rather than like teaching them how to like to recognize like bad influences or whatever you know mm-hmm. yeah um. But yeah, fortunately, they do get Donnie out from his ice block, so... Um, yeah, with, again, some bullshit science, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Listen, S.H.I.E.L.D. is nothing if not bullshit, bullshit about its science, yeah. yeah. I Please still think about that golf ball that they were supposed to put a diamond in and it could get through airport <laughs> security. Also, please... <laughs> Please never, ever, ever stab someone in the neck with a needle, ever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Don't do it. It's not even, like, an effective method of delivering, like... No, it's it's not. It's just, yeah, it's just gonna be Okay, to be fair, they were trying to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, like, they were trying to kill him with the stuff in the needles. That's true, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, like... 
just like just don't do it like half the time the needle's gonna break and the other half the time you're gonna puncture something important so just don't fucking yeah do i it. mean to be fair like like epipens is shit could go in the neck, right? That, I'm not making that up. I don't think you should put them in the neck. I don't like, there think are you plenty should of other ways that... like they did. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, that that was definitely bad. But like it, it, neck, though, I good don't... good injection site. If you if you don't if you're not just like wildly stabbing. <laughs> no, I think that there are better injections. My... Like put it in your in your like shoulder or something. Not shoulder. Shoulder is too bony. But definitely yeah, like, like your... your thigh. Yeah, or like your arm or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. better than, like there's you, too many veins in your neck, you know? Yeah, like, just don't, my my main concern was they're just, like, rampant jabbing with it. Like, fine, if they're going to inject it with to him, but, like, just don't stab him in the neck randomly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, going to cause some damage. Yeah. Um, uh, here's, here's, okay, here's the thing. If I were to stab someone having a fatal allergic reaction in the neck, would it save them or kill them? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's I the mean, answer? Um, hold on. An anaphylactic reaction is a whole body reaction. The epi needs to be in distributed through the whole body quickly. The best way to do this is with an auto-ejector to the mid-lateral thigh. Damn, called Great. it. Thigh, I'm telling you, it's fleshy. But, I mean, it would probably work if you put it in the neck, right? It just wouldn't be ideal. It would probably work, but again, just like... And I also, mean, a it's... shot of May stabbing two needles into that guy's thigh should be much different than in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, just God. don't, just don't, just ram. Go for the all. dick shot, May. <laughs> all these fucking shows just like love their like people stabbing each other with needles to like save their life shots, but like in yeah. reality, that it would be really bad. So just don't. Yeah, do you it. just need to like chill out and just inject it in a yes. way that's not going to puncture some lungs or something exactly just like yeah. a nice a nice injection get Boom. some uh cotton or something and make sure it doesn't I get some cotton bleed. yep <laughs> i don't actually know i don't i don't do a whole lot of that so but i mean that's what they do at the doctor's office at least um <laughs> I see Bastard Quinn back in his dumb plane taking a business. Oh, you know, he was in a <laughs> the bastard limo. Man the Bastard Man Quinn. Quinn. And he's uh, in his limo taking a business already getting ready to fly somewhere. He gives me such Elon Musk vibes, and I just, God. He really does. Yeah, no. yeah. See, the thing is, is, he's way more confident than Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> is he? That's so yeah. funny because it's true. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> like he's like Elon Musk is only is only I don't know I wouldn't go so, that far but like I would say that like about 50% of Elon Musk's like danger is due to incompetence rather than malice <laughs> no I, I think I would agree with that yeah I think I'd agree with that whereas, whereas I feel like Quinn is just like uh, just bastard energy all the way down <laughs> I mean, I I have always said that it's a good thing that Elon Musk just like wants to build electric cars and like go to go fly to Mars, yeah. um, because and not, not design like like life saving support systems or anything like that. Well, more like he would have super villain energy if he was the other yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. 
but he doesn't. So I agree with Holly. It's just like it's just like he already thinks of himself as the real life Tony Stark. I'm just glad he hasn't taken the one extra step to become like a literal arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be Tesla bad. guns coming to stores. Tesla near guns. You. Actually, God. they are going to mount guns on the Teslas. Uh, Honestly, if yeah. you put guns on a Cybertruck, it would just be one of the Humvees from Halo at that point. Yeah, it would so... just be a Warthog. Everyone's <laughs> making the joke, but it's, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, we see Bastard Man. Uh, when asked who might do this, Donnie, who's the nerd, says he doesn't know anyone. And by that, I mean doesn't actually know anyone at all. Um, and he is sent back. <laughs> oh, God, sent, <laughs> uh, sent back to his room to rest, and the team speculates if he was the real target before. Um, and Ward I mean, asks. It's a hell of a uh, jump to say that he was the original target. Yeah, but... especially because he was. I mean, he was in the room, but yeah, but he was nowhere near the pool. No. Yeah, and he also was like clearly working on something else so and forgive me for judging a book by its cover but he doesn't seem like the type to be swimming recreationally so no especially not like at night in a closed pool that you're not supposed to be in yeah um uh ward asks fitzsimmons if there was any place at the school that students want to hang out for fun and they say they go to the boiler room um, which is innocuous at first. Also, we get what's her name? What's the teacher? What's the oh god? What's the name of that Asian lady? Weaver. Yeah, and she yeah. has no idea what's going on with her students. Nice. <laughs> Clearly not. She has absolutely no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I think I mentioned this last time, but I did. I I always forget when I come back around to this episode, and then I'm surprised when I see it. But the actress who plays Agent Weaver plays. Um, uh, Lynn Stewart in Net Black Lightning, which is good. She's very good in that show. Ooh, I've never seen it, but great. yeah, it's one of the CW DC oh, shows. No. It's the only one that I've actually seen. Not the CW. <laughs> it's actually really fucking good, though. I've had Fair. no impetus to watch like Arrow or, or Batwoman or, or any Super of that shit, but Super Black Real. Woman. Yeah. I wanted to watch the uh, Agents of Tomorrow, something of Tomorrow. God, what was that? I don't remember. Maybe Legends that just goes to show. You. Yeah, maybe that just goes to show you how actually interested I am in CW stuff. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but no, I would ha- highly recommend Black Lightning. It is it is extremely good. Okay, yeah, maybe I will. It's on Netflix. Oh, nice. Um. Meanwhile, back in Mexico City, uh, Colson and May wait for the runaway agent at a laundromat. And May drops a bomb on Coulson, not literally, but figuratively, by saying, "Yeah, I, uh, I'm totally fucking Ward." So, lol, and bye. Then, <laughs> yeah, and Coulson is just like apparently no reaction to that. Can I just yeah, say, he... like, Coulson plays it off so cool here, like, "Oh, I got this. I knew this was coming." Like, yeah, like he play like he. That's the thing is that like May is just like May is just like. Like obviously, like hesitant to tell him, she's just like, she's like, Ward and I are sleeping together. Coles is just like, there's our dude, and then we get something at the table, and then like, and then when she confronts him later on, he's just like, yeah, I fucking knew. I mean, like 
Coulson is a spy. Like it, it yeah. and his job is to oversee all these people. Of course, again, like with Agent Weaver, you're gonna that, know who's sleeping together. Except Coulson yeah. actually knows, and Agent Weaver has no clue. Yeah. So Agent yeah. Weaver should have a clue, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like Coulson knows May well enough to recognize if she was like, yeah. quote unquote, <laughs> compromised. Yeah. Uh. Um, God. But yeah, I, I do just love, hate thinking I, about Ward and May sleeping. I try like, to every yeah. avoid thinking about it as much as possible. God, I just. The thing is, I know that there are AO3 fix out there that go into detail, and I don't want to look at oh, that. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Just don't think I about mean, it. I mean, Luca would know more than anyone, but I would I would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, we just don't talk about it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I know that when we started, you guys were like, oh, I totally forgot that was a thing. I didn't forget. I just... I did not I forget. would love to have forgotten. Oh, I could have sworn that started recording and you guys were like oh my god i forgot no i just i I think maybe we said i forgot how early it started but it i mean i definitely (laughs) definitely aware that it was a thing yeah Yeah. i mean i guess you couldn't really forget that huh no difficult as much as i tried i could not erase it from my brain yeah (laughs) um but yeah uh, while the team is getting ready to head into the boiler room, Ward asks Fitz to talk to Donnie and try to hang out with him and pull more information out of him, basically, because he thinks that he might be still holding on to something. I love um, how Fitz here is, like, they're making fun of him for blending in more or whatever, and Fitz is like, one day you'll be jealous of me when you're wrinkly old hags. <laughs> Kiss me every fucking time. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> he says it in such a Scottish way too. He like, really does. It's yeah. like full on Scottish accent. I love it. And they also are like, "Oh, it looks like Ward's going soft. He wants them to make friends." Yeah, which is again stupid as fuck because I'm like, this is clearly a tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not going soft. He's doing the only <laughs> logical thing. Yeah. Um, and we find out now that the boiler room is actually just a full-on club with, like, lights and a bar and everything. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, like, okay. The way they describe it is, is this is where the kids go because there are no cameras in the club, right? <laughs> Unlike the rest of the school. Yep. And the teachers know, but they don't give a shit about it. So what's the point of the like? Okay, here's I the think... point. The point is the school lets it happen because it's better for all of their people to be on campus in a place where they all know they are than to go off to some random ass bar and be a security risk. Yeah, but this yeah. still. I... I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, to me. it's 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 wild. I I like. I think I mentioned this last time we talked about this, but like the thing that I think about when I think about this, I don't, and I don't think about it often because it's, it's fucking whatever. Um, but it's like, um, it's like the idea that in like, uh, like an authoritarian state or whatever, or like some sort of like, um, bad situation, like the idea that like any sort of resistance to it, like, or like an authoritarian government would, wouldn't try to like, quash if they were smart they wouldn't try to quash any rebellion like the thing that they do is encourage a encourage rebellion in a very specific way 
in a place where they can watch it and have very full like and understand like what it is and like control the extent of it like kind of like have a place where like people can go yeah. to, to air those frustrations without it like See, actually meaning anything and now i think we're that's turning that, that's... high school into an authoritarian state i think yeah, it's no. not as serious as holly yeah no it's not as serious that. as that but it's the same idea right it's just like you have all of these like high school high school students they're not, <laughs> let's be real they're not university students um that these high school students who are like who are like i guess like huge rowdy energy and they need a they need a rowdy zone is all <laughs> the rowdy zone. Rowdy put them in the rowdy zone just put them yeah. in the rowdy zone right now. and it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like oh if these kids are gonna be rowdy anyway let's create a school sanctioned rowdy zone for that yeah but Pretty like much. there's also like i mean the teachers aren't allowed like down there right they can't just go to the party and be like <laughs> that is unclear to me if they are or not i mean it's never stated that they're not allowed. it would almost be worse if they could just go to the party and be like yeah this is I just, don't just, think... show, just show up like the fucking i went to a, a catholic at the school or not a catholic school but i went to like a like a religious school in high school and for our graduation party just our fucking chaplain just showed up to the grad oh, party no. and just started smoking weed with all the kids oh my god okay I mean, our school had a graduation party, too, and it was literally, we went to the local YMCA, and they just locked us in all night, so we wouldn't go out and fucking drink and shit. I mean, okay, to be fair, this is, we had the huge grad party, because it was a rich-ass private school, right? So we had this, like, fancy dinner at, like, a (laughs) hotel or whatever, and, like, um, and then, like, afterwards, all the kids went to somebody's house for, like, the actual party. Yeah. Yeah. Palm Kush. (laughs) No, like, everyone after, after the dinner, like, went to this person's house for like a party because like that was like right. the thing that was i just happen. love that your chaplain just like fucking showed up and was like hey yeah, yeah. our chaplain just showed up and just started smoking with the kids back <laughs> in the bible school we're all children of jesus <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs> uh. but i will say um just to briefly go back I know earlier we were talking about fan fiction. I want you to know that there is 5,100 Boiler Room fan fictions out there. Academy oh AU God. Boiler Room fan fictions. Academy like, AU. Exist. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> Listen, I respect all the people out there who are willing to write 500,000 fanfics or whatever on that. <laughs> but that's a lot of words. I don't read no, that no, much. No, no, no. Like, I'm just talking about the number of fics that exist, not, like, the word. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a popular topic. It's a very popular trope. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Fitz visits with Donnie and connects with him through science and uh, bonding over some sort of... We're talking about hydrogen something or other. And uh, Donnie, obviously, is too smart even for S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy. He's got these side projects he's working on i love when he's just like oh these aren't my real projects <laughs> let me show you my real projects <laughs> no wait that's a different show yeah. like I, I teach you to know that like when you started saying that i was just like i i just my brain started immediately filling that in which is like oh you mean the chaos emerald <laughs> <laughs> no Dottie chuckled it's chuckled you mean the chaos emeralds God. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of cute that 
Donnie and Vince get a little bonding moment. It means... Yeah, Donnie's got that really, like, kind of, like, nice, like, quirky student energy, which is, like, you get to see them come out of their shell, shell or whatever in a teen yeah. kind of drama. I mean, like, Fitz, when he's talking to Donnie, he's like, oh, yeah, I was like, you yeah, as a little bit of a loner, and, like, then I found Simmons, and she, like, sort of brought me out of my shell or whatever. Yeah, one of my um, favorite things is that Donnie is just like, you, a loner? Like, I, that I was some sort of weird surprising uh, thing, you know? I know, I'm like, if anyone's a loner, it's definitely <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, if you're Donnie, who is, like, almost, like, a foil for Fitz at this point, like, I guess, like, you don't think about it because... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah whatever but it is a little silly um but yeah while that's going on in mexico city may and colson may asks colson if he plans to go off the grid like this agent after the whole mind debacle and he says he doesn't plan to um but we see the guy and he appears and may follows him bringing him down to take in for questioning and colson intercepts him in lola which is a fun i love seeing lola I think this is the second time we've seen Lola. Uh, it's the second I mean, time flying. we've seen Lola in use. Yeah, flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do wish we got to see more of Lola. Yeah, she's great. I just think it's very fun to put him in a car that flies around like Mary Poppins or something. Um, I mean, I just love I just how that one the... lady in like episode two or whatever is like, "Oh, Coulson, you got your flying red sports car. You got, you got your yeah. flying. <laughs> you are really going crisis. through a midlife crisis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so very good. Um, the agent tells Coulson and May that the mission where everything went down was just supposed to be over in 084. However, things went bad, and the whole team, along with most of another, was killed. The 084 was a baby, and somehow she made it out still asleep. Um, after Which is Sky... big, ominous vibes. Yeah. Listen, y'all, you keep her like, oh, she doesn't have superpowers, oh no, she's just a regular girl. It's like, no. We don't have any evidence at this point in the, in the timeline. She, 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 she's an 084! Look, look. The agent specifically says if she had any powers, we didn't witness any. So Yeah. Oh, that's that's a note that's an end all be all for superpowers, obviously. We didn't <laughs> see them, so it means they weren't there. If you can't see something, it doesn't exist, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's true. If a baby has superpowers but no one is around to see it. <laughs> that was the baby superpowers. <laughs> the answer is uh, obviously no. <laughs> yeah. Um after Sky was delivered and the team that recovered her landed, uh, they began getting crossed off. Uh, to protect themselves and the kid, they erased everything having to do with the mission. Um, and Coulson and May agreed to never tell anyone, but especially not Sky. Which is, I, I mean, Coulson, like, literally, I, is it this episode where he starts off just going, like, no more secrets? And then it's just, like, immediately, we need to keep this a secret. Yeah. No, he says that after he immediately spills the beans, like, three minutes later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Ward and Sky blend into the boiler room, and Sky targets one of the other students at the school. Who would be, who puts a target on one of the other students at the school who would be the top of the class if she hadn't recently lost that position? 
Um, so. Again, we get to see Sky being a much better spy than anyone yeah. else here, just kind of like rolling up and just being like, hey, I am this person. Now tell me everything that you know, and then doing it successfully. Yeah, the I thing mean... is, like, okay, war is Ward is competent in some way, like, but you think to be a spy, you have to be good at dealing with people, and Ward is not that, right? Like, Ward can no. kick people's asses with hand-to-hand combat or whatever, not yeah. May, because May is obviously just better than him and everything, but... Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, Ward is just not good at, like, any part of being a spy except the beady uppy part so i'm just like mm-hmm. why are we putting more in charge of this <laughs> yeah but as you know he's the he's a prodigy so that's why he was assigned he's to this team i'm just saying we know who the real winner against operations and tech is so mm-hmm. yeah god um, and once guy gets those superpowers you know she's gonna really kick ass yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. She like gets her superpowers vision. is talking to people. Her superpowers yeah. is just a great. Friendship is my superpower. Friendship is magic. Get, I love at the end of this season where he's like, my she's like, my superpower is my team, and then they all kick oh the villain's God. ass. Exactly. The real superpowers are their friends. <laughs> that is the moral of the show. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> Uh, back in Donnie's room, Fitz is helping him talk about, over his projects and sort some issues out of them as they bond. Uh, he offers Donnie to come to the boiler room, but Donnie stays behind to draw up some of the changes that Fitz suggested. Uh, meanwhile, Ward talks to the girl, and after a clever ploy, she informs him clever. that... Yeah, clever... I mean, I think it was clever. It's the thing. I do think it was clever to be like, I'd like to hire you for my secret ops team. I mean, it's a little bit. It's a good way to open the door. It's a, but a Ward like earlier in this episode is like, oh, we teach kids how to lie here. They're not going to open oh, yeah. up just like yeah. that. And then like that is literally like, Ward's entire strategy. Yeah, so, I forgot that Ward did that. Yeah, God. I don't know. <laughs> Ward, these kids are just going to bend. We teach people to lie here. We teach people to lie, and then they, he just like immediately goes in with yeah there's the thing is that everyone here like it's just like one of those things where it just like doesn't make this shield academy feel real <laughs> because it's the best way to put it like or credible because mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like oh like this is it, they're not like a bunch of super like spies or like trained scientists or whatever they're just a bunch of teenagers right. like, that's it like there's nothing about them that makes me believe that these are anything other than just a bunch of teenagers like pretty much the only one that I would buy is like Donnie, and that's because he is the only one who does anything competent in this entire yeah. episode, or like anything like Shield E. Like he does, he makes like a like a ice machine. Like everyone else is just like fucking around talking about their grades or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. It's a little silly. Yeah, we're going swimming after dark in the pool. Mm. Oh no. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But Ward talks to the girl, and after that ploy, uh, she informs him that Donnie and Seth have been talking about Fitzsimmons coming for weeks, even before the first incident. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, spaghetti-o. <laughs> um, yeah. Simmons tells Fitz as he is returning, and Fitz rushes back to see Donnie messing with an ice machine. As Fitz is distracted, Seth knocks him out, 
and hurry and hurries Donnie and the machine out of the room. Also, I didn't mention this before. Can I just mention how these dorms apparently are set up to have just a ton of ceiling space that you could just drop down an ice machine whenever you want? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. My dorm room in college was like the tiniest fucking thing you ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, and there yeah. was two people in it. So I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. shield. They got that. They got those vaulted ceilings. And they just like, had to have the dramatic, like, no, that's not the real project. Click, My project's up here. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, that always that always gets a kick out of me when they just lower the thing from the ceiling. I know. I'm like, what is actually going on here? Like, where did you find the room for this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, as the team reunites at the bus, Fitz says that Donnie is a nice kid who Seth is likely manipulating to deliver a product, which means that they likely have a backer. And Coulson refuses to answer Sky's question about where they went. And he turns into Robot Coulson. Like, I, I know we yeah. joke about Robot Coulson, but like, this no, is Robot No, he goes Coulson. into full Robot <laughs> mode, yeah. I, like, he's like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. And he just like fucking fails, is the most suspicious. You can almost see his like. I think we had a uh, we had a picture of of him in the last time we did this recording that was just perfect. Like that's no, I'm not suspicious. What do you mean? <laughs> As he's like the most suspicious. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is not convincing. Again, these are spies people, and they, <laughs> this is the best they could do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh no, fuck. You posted the picture. I just went back. You posted the picture of Michael from The Office. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. That was it. That's exactly Um, the face he was making, too. It really is, though. Uh, It really seems like that, though. But yeah. Uh, So, they have a backer. Coulson refuses to answer the question. Um, I wonder, gee, I wonder who the backer is. Gee, who Uh, could it be? uh Seth is on the phone with Quinn at the top of a nearby parking garage, and he tells Quinn that S.H.I.E.L.D. knows now, and Quinn tells him that the deal has just changed, and unless they can do a demo, uh, he'd have to back out because S.H.I.E.L.D. is interfering. Uh, tracking the and then parts, backs out. <laughs> yeah, and then immediately backs out. I don't think he ever actually planned on stop like no. coming. Yeah, you know? which is again, it's again huge bastard energy just being like, <laughs> just being like, hey, if you want me to come pick you up, turn the machine on, and then yeah, yeah, and it's just... like hanging up, just like yo, turn the machine on, see what fuck around and find out, and it's just like, <laughs> and it just like tells his helicopter pilot, just like yeah, we're not sticking around here. Yeah, yeah, he's like the biggest dick, uh, possibly ever. So, what <laughs> yeah, a jackass. God, he gets what's coming to him. Um, yeah, tracking the parts, the team is able to determine that the that the backer is Ian Quinn, and threatens to cancel. Well, it's not really a dun dun dun. We, I, mean, I could have seen this coming from a mile away, honestly. <laughs> um, Quinn threatens to cancel the deal with Seth and uh, Seth and Donnie unless they deliver a demonstration. Donnie is uncomfortable with testing the machine right now, however, but Seth manipulates him into doing so, and the device appears to malfunction. Yeah, this is kind of the, yeah, where we realize just how much that Seth's kind of been gaslighting Donnie into helping him, like, do whatever, and just been kind of taking advantage of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like, 
uh, like I alluded to Donnie being a foil for Fitz earlier, but like it really hits in the scene because like Donnie thought he found his his Simmons, but actually it was a a ruse because this guy was not interested in him as a person at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I like I yeah with the context of the end of the episode, I'm like why why are you like this? I don't know. I mean, I think he was just, he, he just got a little bit too big for his britches and got in he, over his head. and He had a gamer moment. Yeah. A heated gamer moment. <laughs> he had a gamer moment. Um, a heated gamer moment. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite of that, right? Am I a right? very cold gamer yeah, moment. Yeah, very chill gamer moment. Very chill Um. So, yeah. Uh, Sky gets one-on-one with Coulson, and he almost instantly reveals the entire backstory to her, despite what he told May. And uh, he she like takes a it. Fucking asshole. Yeah, I love that. Like the instant they're one-on-one, he's like, "I get older than me. Well, I gotta tell this. I gotta tell this girl. <laughs> I gotta tell her everything." Yeah, honestly, it's probably for the better. I don't think. Listen, I love May, but she's not uh, emotionally capable like that of knowing what people need when. Um, yeah. Uh, and she takes the news of what the whole thing is pretty hard. Um, Fitzsimmons find that the device has been set in motion as a giant ice cloud forms around the parking garage. Large chunks of hail begin to pelt the surrounding area, threatening even Donnie and Seth in the eye of the storm as they freak out. And then we also get that little moment where Donnie's just like, I did it! Like, some sort of, like, weird mad scientist thing going on. <laughs> yeah, again, just kind of, like, really, like, hammering in the nail, just, like, making this whole episode incoherent in terms of, like, how I'm supposed to feel about anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, especially, you know what's going on, and there's no way you, you would be excited for that unless you were, like, a super villain. You know? Yeah. But, like, everything else about Donnie is just, like... It's just, like, he's, a, he's the nerd kid who we're supposed to feel sorry yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even, like, this is a moment that's a, that's that's cast as, like, a, oh, wait, like, it's, like, an, oh, shit, maybe he is, a, like, a super villain type moment. Like, it's not that at all. Like, it just kind of, like, they just kind of, it just kind of happens. And I don't know if it's, like, if it's, like, poor direction in terms of, like, how... I think it kind of was, because I think, I don't think this moment is supposed to be read as sinister at all. I think it was just supposed to be him being like, oh, fuck, I, like, I actually did it. But I, I agree. I think it was more of a direction error on whoever directed this episode. Yeah, the, the direction it went in is like the, I did it, like, surprised, but like, a little bit proud, where I think it was supposed to be like, I did it, like, oh, God, Surprised and horrified. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. At least that would be more consistent with what we know about the character up until now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what we know about the character afterwards, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this, I mean, to be honest, I've seen this kid some other stuff. He's not great, so who knows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ice stops, but the storm has just begun. Donnie goes to try and reverse the process, and Seth tries to stop him, but Donnie convinces him that they have to stop. Which is like the, hey, the nerd stands up to the bully now. And guess what? It's okay now because they're working together. 
But it's not it's not even standing up to the bully because like at this like Donnie still thinks that they're friends, you know, like even after everything happens. Yeah, but like this is when he's like, I'm gonna stand up for myself, kind of, and be yeah, like yeah, assertive, yeah. you know. He definitely does, and <laughs> it unfortunately ends very bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, F. Yeah, can F's we get in F's in the chat? F's in the chat for Seth. He uh he died as he lived gaslighting Donnie. Okay, this next part is literally my favorite part in the episode, which is when Ward says, like, yeah, I could get out there. And then he opens the door and looks <laughs> out there and is immediately like, no, I can't. Get, no, I can't get out there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, Lord. I, uh, I wish they would play up the, the comedy parts with Ward a little <laughs> bit more because he's so fucking mm-hmm. funny when it, when it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just opens the door and it's just like, it's just like. Wizard of Oz out there, tornado <laughs> flying out, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that. I can't do that." So good. Uh, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back on the roof, Seth and Donnie are working to reverse the machine when an explosion occurs, and Seth is sent flying backwards. F. Yeah. F. Hardly got to know him, and he's already dead. He Biggest of dead. Fs. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's a real kick in the balls for Donnie. Mm. Um, I I mean they're still right. Like I get why Donnie is like sad because this guy is still his friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even I mean I think like... it would be emotionally troubling for anyone. Yeah, just anybody just to see that happen. Yeah. yeah. Especially, Especially when it's like um, your machine that you helped build or whatever. Yeah. Also, it's like I also kind of just talk about how they just because I'm always surprised at this. When, like, like I like I don't care about Seth or like this episode like really at all. Um, but like I'm always like taken aback that they're just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna murder this kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we, like we we like whenever we kill somebody, it's like kind of a big deal on this show. Like even if it's just like a one episode character, but like no, they just straight up murder this kid. I do want to be clear. It's not the team murdering this. No, kid, no, right? no, no. Like in terms of like the the shows like writing, yeah. like they just kind of just like like no, yeah. This kid, he's a kid. He's part of the academy. He's got his whole future ahead of him, and he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's fucking dead. I, I think mean, there I do... are a lot of deaths that go on the show that are like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think there was just no like basically no build up to his death, which is like the difference. Yeah. Um, like also like, like it's just like it's like he like we joked about them being high school students but like that is how they portrayed them and they just fucking killed a kid yeah they did yeah but like I, that's this is the heel turn moment right it is like i think it's supposed to be played I mean, it's down. definitely supposed to be shocking yeah and unexpected like you're not supposed to expect it like donnie does not expect it mm-hmm. yeah it's also a great supervillain origin story. It is a great supervillain yeah. origin story. It's a thank thankfully though, it's not a supervillain origin story. It's just a thing that happened, so mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <no> <laughs> Nothing ever happens that's bad because of this ever. Mm-hmm. Um uh as everything is shaking, the team realizes that the best approach to get to the roof is to take the bus down through the eye of the storm to get into the parking garage. Uh, they arrive on on location and take both students into the bus, promptly trying to get Seth uh, back stable. But unfortunately, they are ultimately you know, unsuccessful at doing so. F. 
F. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for Gemma because she's like really trying her best, but yeah, I I know we just talked about this, but I literally like we there are a lot of deaths in the show and they always make a big deal out of them, but I literally felt nothing at Seth. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, a person died. Like yeah, I wasn't like literally, literally my only reaction was what I said before. It's just like it was just like, oh wow, they killed a kid. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, <laughs> and next. Yeah, which is extremely weird because you made it think like every other death in the show is something to be taken like seriously, you know? Pretty I mean, I think you're supposed death. to take this seriously. I will say I was more shocked the first time I saw this uh, death, but that's mostly because I felt it like proximity through Gemma. Um, yeah, no, that's fair, but I, I, I'm. It, it's not even about being shocked it's about like the characterization it just makes it hard to feel like damn that sucks and it's more just yeah. like oh you know yeah, I, I don't feel anything because of it you know what i mean yeah like the death itself was like not really mm -hmm. i mean i'm not gonna linger over Seth's yeah, death. yeah. I don't go to bed at night and think about how Seth died in that one episode of Agents of Shield. You know yeah. what I mean? No. Yeah, like, there's no, there's not even anything really worth saying about it, other than the, saying that there's nothing worth saying about it. Like versus like with the with with Scorch Needle guy, like we get to talk about just like dang, like they really just just go fucking stab two needles in that guy's neck, huh? And also and like he was just really a cool just ass order, magician, huh? and like he had flame powers and shit. This is just a kid. Like, yeah. 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 There's just like that's it's. It's almost like, it's weirdly, I don't know how to put it, but it, it's cool, it's not cool, it's intriguing because it's so not intriguing, it's just so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the lack I of... mean, the easy answer, the easy answer, at the and the pun intended answer is that they just fucking fridged him. Yeah, they just oh fucking fridged him, they fucking fridged the kid. They really um, did, though. Yeah. Uh, as things get back to normal, Donnie is frustrated at the team over Seth's death, because obviously it's the team's fault, and nothing that he did would nope. have influenced that. Absolutely um, not. He leaves the plane after Fitz apologizes to Donnie, which is already like, that's the Fitz did nothing wrong here, and Fitz is apologizing. He's like, fuck your apology. I, I'm just yeah. like, they literally were doing everything in their fucking power to like save you people and like this is the thanks they get is just like you being mad at them because you yeah, fucked up yeah i get like like not really doing much to make me understand how i'm supposed to feel about donnie like is he like is he like a tragic nerd is he like a mad scientist is he just some shitty ungrateful kid like who yeah. knows yeah because, like, okay, we start out the episode thinking, oh, this guy is somebody we're supposed to... He's, like, the one that's being uh, bullied or whatever. He's the kid we're supposed to empathize with. And then, like, that moment where he's like, I did it. We start, like, who is... What's this person's character? What yeah. is the core yeah. of his, like... And I don't know if we needed to, like, have, like, just, like, one more scene. Like, maybe when he's talking to Fitz, maybe he pulls out the icer and, like... Fits instead of Seth doing it, like maybe that would help. But like, yeah, it, it is incredibly confusing. It, it would yeah, certainly just... make him give him more of a drive or some sort of motivation. You know yeah. what I mean? 
which is also like I like we t- I talked about this more the last time we recorded this because because like Luca brought up this so like yeah like he's supposed to be like a foil for Fitz and like when we recorded this last time I I like pretty strongly disagreed with that and I think most of it is because like like yeah like they like if that's what he's supposed to be like they don't sh- they don't really show it like they they like instead of giving us a character that we can like look at and go like ah yes i see it's just like this confusing mess yeah. of like a different like disparate um like portrayals of this like kid and it's just like like if they like i would much rather have seen that foil part come through but they just don't do that yeah, it'd be much. Like it, I think it'd be through. much clearer if they um, did certain things differently with Donnie, because it's not it's not super clear the way it's it is written currently. Right. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't really do much about it. So can't do much about it. The entire show's over. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we're never gonna see this kid again. Sure. No, no, obviously not. not. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, Donnie is shipped off to Mexico. Or no, it's just the sandbox. I'm sorry, it's I read a line ahead. Um, May and Coulson ask, May asks Coulson if he's heard what she said in Mexico about fucking Ward. And uh, they also talk about what Coulson told Sky and how he's impressed with how Sky took it. Um, I really like just the monologue of like, I've realized like she. It was what I wanted to be like, you know, yeah. just like oh, the bright looking at the bright side or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I know I had a whole spiel about this thing last time we talked about it. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I think it was it was like there's part of this part of me that like doesn't that feels like disheartened or dissatisfied with this with this speech. Like I get I get it, and it's it's a nice one, but it's just like it's also one of those things where it is. It's Coulson. It's like a double whammy, right? Because it's Coulson reasserting his belief in Shield as an institution, right? Because it's the idea that um, that he had his. He's he's been ever since he's kind of found out that there's something, something's been covered up with his death, and he, that he's been like ostensibly lied to. Like that kind of like shook his his faith in Shield, like as an institution. And that, like, we see him struggle with that, like, at the beginning, of, throughout this episode, and, like, leading up to this episode, and then, like, this is him kind of, like, like telling me, it's just like, no, like, Sky, like, helped me find my my faith again, faith in the, faith in the institution, rather than, like, a sort of spiritual faith, but you know I... what I'm saying, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, ah. Oh. But we could have like like Coulson doubting the system is like is like that good shit. I don't say like because it, it, it does come back like we like like it comes back like pretty quickly <laughs> too. But it, it's just one of those things where it's just like it's interesting that Coulson um like it Coulson it's it's like a very much a relief for Coulson to have kind of like to have a reason to trust Shield again and that he finds that reason in in Sky. For me, this all goes back to what the—I mean—the title of the episode is "Seeds," right? And the idea is like, well, bad seed, bad, one bad apple can ruin the bunch, right? And so, could Coulson here is like, there are some nasty things that Shield—I don't agree with this, obviously, because there's a whole uh, authoritarian vibe that I don't really like. But 
Um, it's like it's like well, there are people in Shield who are good people, right? Who are making the good decisions and trying to save people, um, and like those are like my family, right? But there are bad seeds in the bunch or whatever he's trying to get out of here. Yeah, yeah I think I mostly agree with that. I think that. I agree with Holly that I think this is sort of like the restoration of faith that Coulson kind of needed. And then, yeah, like... But did he need it, though? I, <laughs> I'm out here just like, I, that he just as, like radicalized okay. Coulson. As a character, like, this is the thing that Coulson as a character was looking for. Yeah, I agree. As, yeah, definitely. As the audience, I, you know, maybe it would be more interesting to not have that, but I like seeing, <laughs> I like seeing Coulson challenged more than I like him seeing constantly doubting the system, right? I like to see yeah. his belief in that challenged rather than just, like, always, like, sh- shields up to something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I, but, Sky, yeah. like, the whole thing with Sky sort of coming to view specifically i think the team around her as family is also important yeah i think i think i i would i would just i'll come back to sky because that's the second part of the double whammy but like i think for coulson i think the thing about this that's most illuminating is kind of about his character is that like yeah he had these doubts about shield and they really kind of shook him and it this this kind of like spiel that he gives is really revealing about how much he values that because he's so willing to go back to it and he's it's like you can tell like how much of relief and how much it's troubled him that he has this that his his faith in shield was kind of shook a bit um and so he kind of he kind of just like latches onto this thing that sky does as a way to kind of like like again restore that faith and you you get the sense that it's a big weight off of his chest which kind of just shows you how bought in he is into the idea of shield as like an institution rather Mm -hmm. than and like how much like when he starts to kind of like realize like hey maybe shield isn't good maybe there's some serious things that are wrong with shield he's just like it kind of just fucks with him and yeah and what i will say is like it's not like Sky did a thing, and now he's all happy about everything Shield does, right? Like yeah. he's still no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, like it, like in the next couple episodes, like I, like in fourteen, definitely, because we've recorded this after we recorded fourteen. But like it's, it, yeah, it comes back in a in a major way, I think. Mm. But like it, it does kind of just show you like what Coulson believes and what he wants to believe about Shield more than anything else, I think. Yeah, and like it kind of goes so somewhat far as it's like say like oh like like I I'm I'm trying he's like actively trying to convince himself that what he believes about Shield or what he wants to believe about Shield is right and that he's like justified in that. Um, yeah, I um, I also want to mention before we move on, I just really love the shot of Sky back at the memorial wall again and finding the person oh, yeah. who died. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, it's just very moving. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, the other thing with Sky, the too with this is that what Coulson's saying about her is that like she's just like like he's basically like he like he thought he expected Sky to be like super upset that like this terrible thing happened and that like like the agent wasn't her mom and blah 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 blah. But like Coulson was surprised by the idea that she just kind of like she didn't see the bad. She just saw it as like shield she didn't see it as the family that she never had that like shield kept her 
through the foster system and like denied her the chance at family blah blah blah, blah and instead saw shield as her the family that she always had that's that kind of a fucked up yeah yeah it's yeah which I... is which is fucked up like i think that, that and it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like i can't that's why i have a hard time believing or like the idea that like sky at this point is just is like she considers shield as a family but insofar as like shield is like the team that she's on i think she's doing she's doing a bit of both right she's projecting her experiences with this team onto shield as a whole and isn't is kind of like is starting to forget like the things that she was very critical of shield for like when she was part of the rising tide and like was a hacker girl it's just like i think i think because she's because it's it's not just about the team at this point it's about what shield as a group like an agents did for her when she was a kid and like the idea that what they did to her in the foster system wasn't this fucked up thing that it i definitely think that it is and was like oh they were protecting me because they're my family now and it's just like oof sky I mean, the thing is, like, it's it's very in character for her to be the kind of person to not be like, oh, shit, everything is wrong and we fucked up big time, right? Like, yeah, her thing is being the optimist, for at least from what we've seen so far, that's what I think. Yeah, it's her, it's her being the optimist, but it's also her, it's just how impressionable she is, I think, more than anything. She's um, nothing if not naive, is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Which again is kind of frustrating for me. Like she's 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 kind of it goes so it shows really shows how impressionable and um, idealistic I think she is. Which kind of goes, which again makes me kind of feel bad when she's just like, oh, she was like this like idealist hacker person who was like fuck the system like. Fitz like literally calls her a socialist or whatever and like in terms of like this idea of like it obviously then like it's not like they never call like leftism or, or whatever but that is what sky is in a certain sense like a leftist and like the idea that I, on the far no. left is just like is like naive and idealistic it's just it always fucks with me because that's something i hear a lot in my life too and it just it frustrates me to no end See, the thing is, I don't think Sky is – Sky is about the freedom of information thing, which to me is very much not leftist. Um, just – it's a very uh, – how do I – libertarian maybe? Yeah, I would say Sky concept. is definitely more libertarian. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say so because the whole the, – it's not – because it doesn't just stop at the – I'd have to go back and launch it, obviously, because it's been, like, fucking forever since we watched that already. But, like, it it's definitely... It's definitely more of, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. as, like, this kind of, like, big brother, like, like all-encompassing, um, like, like co-intel-pro organization more than it is... More than it's just about the secrets, right? Like, it's, it's everything, you know? Right, like, what I'm saying kind of, is like, the rising tide wasn't explicitly just were against a shield, right? That wasn't their whole goal. No, it wasn't. No. They had an ideology that uh that Sky believed in, right? Yeah. There was a whole ideology and it was just like a hacking group, so they they weren't just targeting 
shield specifically. Right, and I no, I don't know. Yeah, I just it... want to put a divide between like that and leftism because I do I... feel like I mean, there needs to be a line there. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think like for me the ideology of the rising tide never read as like libertarian or like just about freedom of information in in that way. But it's also like it's also like one of those things where it's just like transparency and freedom of information is also like a very leftist i like idea like like it's not i don't even know if i would okay not to get too political but like leftism i don't even know that i would associate the concepts of transparency and like freedom of information with um leftism as a whole just i when I think about it, those aren't the selling points to leftism, right? Yeah, I, I I think I agree with Buck. I think that it's to me what I know about leftism and also libertarianism. I think I would associate it more with libertarianism, but honestly, it doesn't really super matter because the rising tide is never mentioned in the show again. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think in terms of like where's like the history of Sky's character and like who she's becoming and like like her allegiances and her ideologies, it's very much like she shifts from this kind of like radical like person who's just like who wants to like push against big institutions um like Shield um and is kind of becoming indoctrinated it's a bit of a strong word but that's kind of what it is like she's she's starting to buy into that i the idea of shield as this force for good because of the people that she's interacted with like see i think that's i think that's the linchpin is that she has found the people that are influencing her and she's seen that they like truly care and like truly do good work and she's like okay these are the people i want to be with I, I, I think it's less, I think it's always been less about the actual organization of S.H.I.E.L.D. and more about the people that she has either That's... interacted with strictly, like, through the team or with this agent that, like, like basically, like, died for her. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Like it's definitely like I think Sky's definitely the person who's like she's impressioned by the people that she's with and the people that she associates herself with and the people that she looks up to, which is like, because because you kind of get the vibe with her and Hacker Boyfriend that he was kind of like her, like her kind of gateway into the Rising Tide, yeah. for lack of a better word. And you get the sense that there's some maybe something similar going on here, but like it's just the same thing with like her and the Rising Tide, where if she did get into it through hacker boyfriend it's just like oh it was her association with hacker boyfriend that led her to to kind of like buying into this this um this ideology of the rising tide i think it's a similar I, thing here because i think she's... we're making a lot of assumptions about how sky got into the rising tide um i don't know that it's ever mentioned that uh, yeah like... i don't know if we ever get a clear idea but it would not surprise me knowing what we know about sky if that was a similar yeah i mean i i may be backwards projecting but like the idea like i for me when i see this and how colson talks about sky's reaction what i'm seeing is what lucas said where like her she's like the people this team is leaving an oppression on her and she's she's getting she's starts to view this team as her family um and i think she's 
what I see happening is she starts projecting that to S.H.I.E.L.D. at large. You know, she's like, oh, these people that I'm with are is my experience of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm going to start, like, like the idea that, like, that's this microcosm of S.H.I.E.L.D. can reflect to the whole instant, as it is. No, yeah, I, I agree with you on that, is that what she's doing here is like, oh, well, if it's working here, it must work throughout the organization. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we get a little shot. Uh, as Donnie is being shipped off to the sandbox, he traces his finger over the vehicle's window and it begins to freeze over. Oh no! Who would have oh, saw this no. coming? Oh no, a he's a heel villain. turn from Donnie. Yeah. God. Ah, uh, superpowers. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, I, that doesn't. Maybe it did surprise me the first time I watched this, but I don't actually. I mean, it surprised me the first time I watched it. Um, The ice power thing is, yeah. Yeah, it's also like, whatever. Okay, this is a show about people with superpowers and this kid has superpowers now. Now we're going to go fight Mr. Freeze next time. Oh no, he is Uh. Mr. Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, But the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, after we see that, uh, Coulson threatens Quinn over the phone, who... Reveals that he is in cahoots with the clairvoyant. Dun dun dun. He's yeah. like, tell the cl- the clairvoyant says hi or whatever he says there, with his yeah. bastard voice. A very ominous, fuck you energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that has some implications going forward now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Almost immediate implications. Actually. Almost immediately. <laughs> that is true. Well, I guess in the order that you see these episodes come out, we will already have seen yep. some Quinn stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. There are some Quinn shenanigans in this episode for sure. Yeah, Rip Sky, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, any thoughts about the episode as a whole? Want to use to wrap it up? Uh, if not, that's okay. We already uh, I'm just trying a lot to think of. I'm just my brain's still spinning trying to think of a rebuttal to you guys calling Sky a fucking libertarian. And I'm so <laughs> I did, okay. That. Here's the thing: I don't think she's libertarian. I think, I think that she could become a libertarian if other people around her are libertarian. I think the Rising Tide are libertarian and not leftist. I don't. I see. I. I. I don't. I think. I. I still think that the characterization of the rising tide in the show is like, um, like naive radicalism. Cause like they're, they, they're all this... like, cause the way that they, they talk about it, the characters talk about it are just like, Oh, these are just a bunch of like idealist hackers who don't understand how the world works. And they're like, they're like pushing for stuff and like, um, like a better world or whatever. It it does. It never reads to me as like a like. Okay, I think I think the distinction here is like whether or not like the actual policies of the, like the rising tide would be considered libertarian in our real world. I think the characterization of them is supposed to be like a group that's more on the left, like like naive young Holly, people. Who are I, I don't mean to them. take this in a direction that's more personal, but I think you might be projecting on the sky a little bit here. <laughs> I don't think so, because like I, cause, cause Fitz literally calls her a socialist. Yeah, as he a joke. He calls her a socialist, like, as... but I mean, that's not exclusive to just leftists. Like, 
people get called socialists when they're libertarians. Yeah, too. Joe Biden gets called a socialist by the right, which is all hilarious. The time, which is <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think this shows characterization of like whatever the rising tide actually is, if it existed in our real world, like they like if the rising tide existed in our real world, they'd be probably they would definitely be like libertarian dipshits. But in in, in terms of like the show's characterization and where they're trying to have Sky come from, I think like the idea of like this show's understanding of those kinds of politics is weak enough that they're trying to sell us on the idea that like that this that is where sky is coming from this kind of like idealist fuck the man kind of radicalism and uh okay then seeing her slowly shift away from that towards like maybe actually the man is good you might have you might have something there with Sky, but she, but Rising Tide as a whole is definitely not leftist. Yeah, I mean, I've always considered them to be more of a libertarian, like sort of WikiLeaks type organization. If I'm honest, maybe and... that's maybe that's just because in 2013 when I was fucking watching this show, I knew a lot more about WikiLeaks. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I just I think. We are con- we're con- kind of conflagrating the uh, the freedom of information thing. I don't the way that it's portrayed in the show. I do think that there is something to say for leftism. I'm wanting uh, transparency and wanting to know what's going on. But freedom of information as a more broad subject is like very against kind of personal uh, ability to like. Uh, personal liberties or personal rights in a way that I don't think leftism wholly associates with. But uh, the way that they talk about freedom of information here isn't about like lack of privacy or like a surveillance state. But see, I think, it, I think it is though, is the thing. Like the rising no, tide is a malicious about... organization they're described as. They're described that by S.H.I.E.L.D. though, the people who have all the secrets. Yeah, but like I, I don't think that it stops there, right? You don't look at the, you don't look at the government for these, for this group of the rising tide. They don't just say, "Oh, we've released all the secrets See, of Shield. The world is okay now." Okay, okay, okay. Here, here's, here's what. Okay, I think I see where you're coming from. Here's my, here's my thing. I think, I think what it might be is like, this show has like a naive understanding of. Politics. Kind of leftist politics and like anything anything that's not like just like fucking centrism basically um and i think what it is it is is that like they're trying to show that like sky sky is a very impressionable person and that when she was with this rising tide she kind of adopted this this kind of like idealistic fuck the man like leftist quote-unquote attitude um that she she pulled from that and I think, but I think what they they might be doing also with the rising tide and kind of how they're portrayed as maybe not so good, like with hacker boyfriend fucking like compromising his beliefs or whatever the fuck, and then kind of being like a little bit sketchy and giving off um, like liberal li- libertarian vibes is like them is like the show going like, hey, maybe this kind of i this kind of organization and this kind of ideology. It's it's kind of conflating the two of like a kind of like idealistic leftism and showing and and characterizing it as this kind of like 
bad libertarianism without using either of those two words or even really understanding them, I would say. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, honestly, I feel like they didn't put as much thought as they possibly should have into the Rising Tides ideology. So I think that if, if we... I don't think politics in this show are, one, very often thought out, and two, um, very good. <laughs> yeah. so, no, the politics of the show are bad. I would say they're very important to what this show is, because like, this show definitely has a politics and it definitely like demonstrates them like i think i think even throughout the season which is probably like one of the i think i don't i it's it's like simultaneously one of the most political and least political seasons of the show i think in terms of like how they characterize this like gigantic fucking like cointel pro organization of like super cops that shield is um and I think especially, like I said before, like I, I kind of beat this drum all the time on this podcast, but like the idea of like what it means to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like what the answer to that question is like the show's politics to a certain degree. Like what does it mean to be a part of this huge international institution that is that is like about policing, like whether or not that's policing like secrets or like dangerous people or blah, blah 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 whatever they tell themselves like like the uh, if it's whether or not it's a good or a bad thing to be part of shield or even like what shield is is i think important to the politics of the show and also like core to like the show's identity i think so i always think it's worth bringing up especially when it comes to sky who's the kind of like audience surrogate and like the protagonist if they this show had a protagonist mm-hmm well, anyway, we should probably wrap up soon. Yeah, we can talk I'm about dying. This all night. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's fucking almost one. Oh, I need to go to sleep. Yeah. Um. Anyways, join us next time when we cover, or I guess, I'm trying to think about the time frame here since we all screwed up here. I think I guess, next episode is Tahiti Buck. Yeah. Um. Tahiti next episode, which we have gotten the rundown on from the last episode sequentially in the order that we released them but mm-hmm. chronologically the next episode is tracks which is hot on the tail of the clairvoyant colson and the team board a mystery train that seems to be headed for certain destruction by now you probably know what happens at the end of that episode so <laughs> unless you're being unless you're being a smart person and are listening to this like 10 years from now that this show is actually <laughs> popular i guess yeah yeah well, if you're listening to this show in the distant future yeah. In the distant future where um the, our real world equivalent of the rising tide, whatever that may be, has successfully overthrown whatever <laughs> real world equivalent of shield that we end up getting. God. Um and no. this is the most relevant political podcast uh left <laughs> in the rubble. Wow. Um well, is the real world rising tide just WikiLeaks? I'm sorry, I had to say <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. It I is, mean... it is. <laughs> um Like if we're looking for uh, an allegory, it's probably WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. Mm. When WikiLeaks overthrows the Super UN, <laughs> the super... No, you mean the League of UN? Yes, <laughs> the League of the UN. League. <laughs> the UN collapses and they reassert that League of Nations. <laughs> um, oh my God! And 
And yeah, anyway, when this is the most relevant political podcast, you've probably you've probably skipped to this episode and now can go back and listen to the 13. You yeah. have my permission to do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the next episode should be out on the feed in about two weeks. Um, we have been recording them quicker than we've been putting them out so that we have a little bit of a cushion there uh, so we can be more consistent because we had some issues before. Um, but... Thank you to Abnormal Mapping for hosting us. Uh, you can find them at their Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. they got a bunch of great shows. You should totally go check them out. And I'd also like to thank uh, Melina Karan for doing our art on the podcast and our on our Twitter banner. Um, you can find her at, at Squirrel Curls on Twitter. And speaking yeah, of... I, sorry. I, I do think Abnormal Mapping, if you want a show that whose hosts have a more firmer grasp on the differences between leftism and libertarianism and what those co- concepts encompass, go listen to Abnormal Mapping. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think they would agree with us that it's li- definitely libertarianism. <laughs> listen, Evan Jackson, if you're listening right now, which is it? Is call it libertarianism? Yeah, is it oh my god, please don't. I don't want to be I don't want Evan Jackson to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be so embarrassed. I'm gonna force Honestly, if they listen to this podcast, say. I would be embarrassed. Yeah. I send it to them every two weeks and I would be embarrassed <laughs> if they opened up any of the files that I sent them. Uh yeah. Speaking of Twitter though, we do have a Twitter. You can find us at, at the bus pod because somebody stole the bus. Obviously. Yeah, what the hell? Um, mm-hmm. One day. Um, so yeah, I'm heading out so y'all can talk about spoilers. Yeah. Level 7, baby. Level 7, let's go. Hello, and welcome to Level 7, uh, the spoiler part of the episode which is recorded at one o'clock in the morning because i can't Hello. not fucking let go of this discussion about libertarianism or sluttism but i'm not talking about it here because i want to go to sleep listen Luca, do you have anything to say about this episode it is it is an interesting discussion i think i think where we fell in the original episode is where i'm gonna fall in now i don't think it's i think it's a libertarian organization you disagree because you think the show is confusing or conflating the two which is fair enough <laughs> yeah um, but yeah uh welcome to libertarian hour <laughs> oh my god no no we're not okay i'm so sorry for bringing it <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah i mean it's uh the academy episode it's uh we get the first hints of yieldy fitzsimmons back in the day mm-hmm um, which obviously comes to pay off later when we literally see them in the academy, which yeah, is quite shocking. Yeah, I kind of say that. I guess I, I think one of the things where it's just like the the kind of like incoherence of the academy in this episode is really upsetting. And and so far as like we just it's just a, a missed fits of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we get some like really teeny tiny character moments, like. Fitz saying like oh you know like I found Simmons and like sort of like found my person which is a good thing obviously we explore that more later but it's like the mm-hmm. first uh, sort of hints about that in there yeah good um yeah I mean Sky's background obviously is like the B plot of this episode and it's a pretty big yeah. deal <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's really much to say other than it's like it's again, it's one of those episodes where it's just like all of the spoiler and cliffhangery stuff is just like oh, that's just stuff that happens later, you know? Like there's nothing really that changes with the context of future episodes. No, that's true. I mean, it's just a lot of like set up for Donnie and set up for Quinn and set up for Sky mm-hmm. and set up for uh Colson. Yeah, and yeah, and also like, yeah, like Donnie doesn't get better, and they also just totally fuck whatever like supervillain origin story that he had that they set up in this episode. <laughs> yeah, like they're just like, oh, it really feels like when they reintroduced him, they're just like, oh yeah, we had we had this kid, huh? I guess we should do something about him before people accuse us of forgetting about him. Yeah, what season is that in? That's next season, I think. I think so. Because Gemma's got her season two haircut, <laughs> from what I can remember. Uh, yeah. That is literally the only context I have for, like, seasons. And it's really bad in six and seven, because they have the same haircuts, and I'm like, I don't know who you people are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's... It is just, it's just like, oh, he had his, like, best friend who was gaslighting him die, and it was, like, traumatizing, and he got mad and upset by it, and at the same time, he had superpowers. And then, like, they, she, he shows back, and it's like, oh, I'm brainwashed. Yeah, like, it'd be better if, A, they either showed Donnie as more of an evil-ish, or had bad motives, like, previous to Seth's death, or if they gave him a reason to specifically blame shield for it like maybe like fitzsimmons like came in and like they touched something or whatever and then it exploded like okay fair enough like i could see how you could blame yeah but like the other thing is is that it doesn't even fucking matter because he because like when he does show back up again he's just fucking brainwashed yeah and that's it it's it's unfortunate (laughs) yeah they could have had a, a more interesting uh character there but i don't think they really had any interest in i mean i think they set up a lot of like just set up a lot of stuff in this first season because i don't really know if they thought if they really knew where they were gonna go with a lot of it um oh no the fucking gravitonium fuck that shit that shit is out the window uh was just spitballing and then they had to do something with it yeah um because i i mean i i don't know if they I mean, A, they didn't know if they were going to get picked up for another season. And B, I don't think they really quite had parsed out what having S.H.I.E.L.D. fall would do to the show post-season one. Yeah. Uh, So, setting up all these Monsters of the Week that we're never going to really do, because we don't really do Monsters of the Week after the season. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, also, but can I also just say, like, they fucked up Donnie's, like, reintroduction, but honestly, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck Donnie. All my homies yeah. hate Donnie. <laughs> All my homies hate Donnie. I mean, he's not really a compelling character. We don't really get to know that much of him. And the actor is not that great. Sorry, whoever you are. Yeah. I forget your name. It's not yeah, like, exactly. honestly, like, like, he's probably trying his best, but, like, I don't give it like he, he like i cannot associate him with anything other than donnie and fucking 13 reasons why both trash don't yeah. like yeah it's it's not great but 
I may, I mean, maybe he has something else that he just like excels in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's that's wonderful, but <laughs> it's not the show. Yeah. No. Um. Let me see if I just had anything else. I don't think I did. One of my notes is just in caps. Everyone in this show is a terrible spy. <laughs> yeah, which that's I so bad. God, yeah. I don't really think I have much anything else to say. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I finally, I, I wouldn't be a podcaster if I didn't have an incredibly bad take, apparently, so. <laughs> it's not a bad take, it's just, delay. I, as someone who has not really super been down with a lot of, like, the shit that I've seen from quote-unquote libertarians. I mean, and, libertarians are bad. Liber- yeah. yeah, like, like I'm not, like, like, I'm not, like, yeah, no, fuck that, the, the they're dipshits. Like, I and hate then, them, like, but, like... As someone who, like, sees myself as more of a left-leaning person, like, <laughs> it just, like, really, like, kicked me in the in the crotch and was like, no, fuck you, I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> These are not the same things. Uh, fair mm. enough. I, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I was just, like, very aware. I was like, I don't want it to come off like you were saying that. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. Bad take, badly worded take. Badly worded. I mean, it, again, it's like midnight. It's been a long yeah. hell week. <laughs> we can all be excused for mm-hmm. stumbling over yeah. words. And... Oh, go. I, I like, because I, this is just how my brain works. I'm going to go away, just think about this for two weeks, and like write a fucking four page essay about why I'm right, and then That's post fine. it on Twitter Do or it. recite it on podcast. I, I mean,. I will read it and then I will argue with you about it. So, like, Fair enough. Honestly, go. it's probably going to still be a bad take. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I think right. just saying the Rising Tide is is a leftist organization is like really just not. It's just not a good take. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bad one. Okay. <laughs> all right, you want to take us out? Yeah, yeah. Um... All right, thank you again for for listening to this episode that was way too long for for an episode of the show that doesn't super matter. Um, and yeah, catch us in two weeks with uh, Tahiti, or if you're listening to these in not, order of release, yeah, not in order of re- if you're listening to us in order of release. Buck literally just did this bit. I'm, do- I'm stealing his bit. If you're listening to this in order of release, the next episode is Tahiti, episode 14, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and if you're listening to this in chronological following the, the progression of the show, um, I hope you enjoy our episode about uh, uh, tracks. That was a fun one. I think that was the one. Yeah, Luca and I go off about the shield auction for way too long. We really do. I, I mean, I tried to cut out some of it, but a lot of it makes it in. So yeah, um, and uh, we also talk about politics in that one briefly. We do. I also cut out some of that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, in either case, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and thank you to Abnormal Mapping for hosting us on our network. Again, if you want 
better takes and more uh <laughs> more like uh just a better understanding of everything honestly <laughs> uh go listen to some of their shows their main show abnormal mapping or like any of the other shows on their network honestly um and donate to their patreon for even better takes um <laughs> uh at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping um and yeah follow us on twitter at the bus pod do i think mel you didn't I didn't. All right. And thank you to Melina Caron at Squirrel Curls on Twitter for our very lovely podcast art. Um, And again, thank you for listening and see you all uh, wherever we see you all. Yep. Bye. Bye.